This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Let's talk about good sex. You know, that kind of sex where you and your partner come at the same time. (laughs) Unfortunately, that rarely happens, and that's because there's an orgasm gap, and women take a little bit longer to come than guys. But that is okay because Promescent has the solution. It is their delay spray, okay? Their delay spray is not just for guys with PE. It is for any guy who wants to last longer in bed without having to worry about it. It's not going to totally numb you out, and it's not going to transfer to your girl. And Promescent has a whole line of products for your girl. I use their warming gel. I love it. Your girl will love it. And they also sell lube. They sell condoms. They have supplements that will make you and your partner hornier. They are a one-stop shop for everything you need for a really hot night of SEX. (laughs) I love Promescent products and so will you. So go get yourself some. Go to promescent.com slash strictly anon. That's promescent.com slash strictly anon to get all your promescent products. They have free shipping. They have a 60 day money back guarantee and your package is going to arrive discreetly. So no one's going to know what the F you bought. (laughs) That's promescent.com slash strictly anon or just go to the description and click on the link. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. I'm also at Strict Anonymous, I think, on YouTube. Same handle across the board, at Strict Anonymous. If you are listening on a podcast app, make sure to follow my show there. If you love my show, hit five stars, write a review if you actually feel like doing that too, a good review. 
if you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because everybody remains anonymous, even to me. I don't care if you want to call me from a block number. I would hope you make up a phony email account to send me an email. It's fine. I'm going to change your voice on the call. We're going to change your name. You're just going to tell me your true story. So if you have a true, interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous, you could be on the show. Send me an email, Strictly Anonymous Podcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or what else? Or, or go to Instagram or Twitter, follow me at strict anonymous and you could DM me over there. You need to give me some information about what you want to talk about. The best way, actually, I actually prefer if people just email me. It's easier for me to get all my requests just in my email inbox. So email me strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Today is all about cuckolding. Now listen, Raymond Fletcher, okay, he started, he just wrote a book actually that's coming out or that is out already. I'm sorry, on Amazon. It's called the Cuckold Bible, how to improve your marriage by involving other men in your sex life. Now listen, Raymond, it doesn't just write about cuckolding. He has lived it. He has a really interesting, colorful life from the get-go, okay? He grew up like in an area where there were strip clubs and massage parlors, or maybe not massage parlor. I mean, maybe not strip clubs, but like massage parlors and uh, adult arcades right in his area. So as a little kid, he was out and about and he was seeing all this kind of stuff right in his face. So he was open to it, not because his family was open. His family wasn't. They were actually very strict. And that's why he turned out to be the exact opposite. He's very open, no rules, no regulations. I mean, you should hear the two relationships he's had with his wives. They have always been open. There have never been any kinds of real boundaries put in place. But he has lived his relationships very specifically with both of his wives. And we get into all of that. His story about his first wife and how they wound up, like I think on their first date at a swingers club, and she fucked 20 guys, okay? <laughs> and that's when he realized, ah, this is kind of hot. So he started from the get-go really understanding that he liked to see his girl with somebody else. He likes for his partners to do it in front of him. He likes to watch. He loves seeing his partner pleasured. It's not about him being denied or anything like that. There's no humiliation in his cuckolding. It's more so about watching his partner get pleasured, the turn on seeing like live porn with the porn actress being his partner right in front of him. He's also bisexual. We wind up finding out that later on. And he was been bi since the get go too. And he talks about that. He also lives at a nudist colony in a nudist resort. I forgot about that. We talk about that right at the top of the call because he was telling me that before we spoke. So we talk about you know, how he lives in this nudist resort, what goes down there. Like I said, how he met that first wife and all the guys that she fucked that one night. All both of his girls, both of his wives are very into like gangbangs, but he has another word for it. <laughs> I mean, they're always doing a lot of guys at once and he loves that, but he also loves guys. He loves the gift that they leave behind, which is that cream pie scenario. He loves that. And what was interesting that he talked about, and I feel like maybe he talks about this a lot more in his book, is how cuckolding makes him feel 
loved by his girl. He's also Polly. Okay. And he's done Polly very successfully in uh, both of his relationships. He's like I said on this episode with him, I'm like, I don't think you got like the jealousy gene because <laughs> he doesn't really seem to have that at all. He talks about, uh, like I said, this journey of meeting other guys, uh, you know, hooking up with guys and what he enjoys about that. And then he talks a little bit about his book, The Cuckold Bible, what's in there. I want to have him back on, and I talk about this at the end, where he could do like a and a I want all my listeners that are listening to this, if you are involved or interested or thinking about cuckolding and you want more information and you want to ask a guy who... Like I said, didn't just write the book on it, has lived it. He's a professional and he's very open uh, to coming back out and answering questions. If you had a question for him, what would that be? Send it to me because uh, we are going to do a part two with Raymond and it will be a big Q&A with him all about cuckolding because I think it's a hot topic. And I think a lot of times I get emails from people asking me questions and I'm like, I don't know. I'm not the, I don't do any of these things my callers do. I just like talk to people about it. <laughs> I don't have those answers, but he does. Raymond Fletcher is unique because of how open he's lived his life. And I think he's the perfect person to answer your questions. So send them in to me, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. But what you're going to get on this episode is his whole story, as well as some information about his book. A link to his book will be in the description. So I am going to be right back on with Raymond Fletcher. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Okay. Hi, Raymond Fletcher. I'm saying your whole name because you are you. Okay. You are Raymond yeah. Fletcher. That's your name. That's also your pen name because you're a writer of erotica, but you also live erotica. <laughs> it's like you uh, have a very interesting lifestyle. You lead a very interesting lifestyle and you write about it and all this erotica that you have on Amazon. You have a new book that just came out that I was interested in because it's such a hot topic on my podcast, which is cuckolding. Okay, we're going to get at your whole life story, but just throw out there real quick, like that new book that you have out now, and then we'll talk about it also at the end after we get your, you know, all the information about your your life because it's super interesting. But what's the name of your new book, The Bu Cuckold Bible? <laughs> the, yes, The Cuckold Bible, How to Improve Your Marriage by Involving Other Men in Your Sex Life. There you go. I've had many people come on and talk about that. And then many people come on and talk about the opposite of that. But more people, I have more of the successful people on my show than the unsuccessful. Um, but let's talk about you, uh, Raymond, because I have to just say a little thing that ju we just talked about on the phone before. Like yesterday, we, you couldn't get in touch with me because like you're in the middle of nowhere. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's because I live on a nudist colony. And I'm like, you know, on a mountain. So, I mean, do you want to start there? Like, how did you and your wife wind up in a nudist colony? And where is that nudist okay. colony around? I mean, maybe you don't want to give it up. I don't know. Well, it's it's not a news colony. It's actually a resort. Oh, okay. And um, um, it's in Colorado. Uh huh. It's called Mountain Air Ranch. Uh -huh. And uh, <clears throat> we chose to live up here because we uh, we love the mountains. We we uh, we enjoy uh, the people that were around in the wintertime. There's very few of us that actually live up here. Mm -hmm. But in the summertime, you've got everyone of uh every type every size every um type of uh lifestyle and um the thing about uh being in a nudist environment no matter where you go is it's uh very family friendly it's um 
more of a body positivity. No one really cares who you are, how old you are, how thin or how big you are. Everyone accepts you for who you are. And uh, that's what we were looking for. And I've always been a nudist. And I brought my wife up here one time just to, out of the blue. And she fell in love with the place. And uh, it was uh, something that she's like going, yeah, I, I think I've found my happy place. And right. so um, when we were able to, we moved up here. You know, you're a cuckold. You're open marriage. You know, like, why don't we start at the beginning? Because you said you've always been a nudist. But how did you become mm -hmm. a cuckold and all that other kind of stuff? Well, hey, my first actual time, I, I actually, what got me into this is when uh, my first wife and I went to a swingers club, and we're talking in the early 80s, we went and they, they were a bit different than they are now, uh, as opposed to back then, anyone could show up. And now it's mostly couples and they don't let single guys in. And when they do, it's uh, limited amounts. Back then, it didn't matter. And uh, we had gone and uh, <clears throat> at that time, I was 19 and she was 18. Oh, you guys, and that was pretty ballsy back then. Well, I mean, I think at, at 19 in the 80s to go, I mean, I was around that age around then, or maybe I was younger, but like, you know, that's pretty ballsy back then, I feel like, to get into it that young, right? Well, uh, here, 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 you, you got to think of, of, of where I grew up, though. Where I grew up was right behind a topless bar, a nude wrestling club, a massage parlor, a adult arcade and theater, and a free clinic. Well, see, I, I knew that, but I didn't even say that So to lead into this, but I'm glad that it did because I would have forgot about that. Oh, yeah, that was your <laughs> upbringing. Oh, my God. And so, yeah, from pretty much kindergarten till junior high, uh, that, that's pretty much what I saw. And the church that we attended was on the other side of the street. <laughs> so I always told people I didn't grow up on the good or bad side of the tracks. So I grew up in the middle. Right. You had both of it so, on both sides. Correct. And so when we uh, went to the swing club, to me, it was no big deal. Um, my uh, wife at the time, um, she uh, I was her first. And so this is a whole new thing to her. And she grew up in the valley. Uh, she was pretty much uh, as vanilla as you could be. When we went in there, there was uh, two women and one guy, and they were kind of like in a, a stage room. And uh, the two women were doing their thing, and the guy was watching. And uh, so we watched that for a little bit, and then we wandered around, and uh, no one else came about. And it was a good, oh, 30, 40 minutes. And finally, I said, you know, I'm going to go see, walk around and see if anyone's around. She goes, okay, I'll hang out. When I came back, she was with this guy, and uh, they were already at it. And it's like, okay, this is cool. <laughs> okay. And uh, so uh, I sat and watched. And uh, when uh, they were done, uh, they kind of noticed that I was there, and uh, she introduced me. And uh, I'm like going, hey, how you doing? And it, it just felt natural because a lot of the people that I uh, grew up around were also uh, flower children. Yeah. And so wife sharing was no big deal. I mean, it's just that's what you did with friends. And uh, so uh, that night uh, she was with uh, about 20 different guys. And when we left. Oh, one uh, night? 
Oh yeah. Hardcore. Because it was just there was two women and that one guy. And then there was us and all these guys. And wow. and uh they just went after another, after another. And I just it wasn't that I didn't have any control. It's just that we were both going, wow, okay. <laughs> Let, <laughs> let's let it happen. <laughs> and uh afterwards when we were getting ready to leave, I said, So do you think you'll ever come, want to come back? And she goes, Yeah, I found my happy place. Yeah, she was vanilla no more. Big time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it definitely changed her and me. It was it, it felt really natural. And it's like, okay, cool. Because then I was not only part of the swinger situation, but I was also more a part of the flower child uh, type people that I'd grown up around. Right. Were your parents flower? Is that who you're talking about or your friends? Like that was the movement that was going on when you were in your teenage years? Well, no, actually, when I was growing up through grade school, our neighbors were all hippies and, and flower right, children. Right, 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 right. The older and, people, yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my parents, no, my mom was one of those people that uh, uh, she didn't like sex in any way, shape, or form. And my dad was one of those people that uh, pretty much lived frustrated. Right. Okay. So now you start. (laughs) So, but you picked up on everything that you saw around you. I mean, even though your parents were that way, you had a lot of influences around you. And when you saw those flower people, the hippies, you were like, those are my people. That's who I want to be like, as opposed to like your parents or the church people. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Big time. Because when we went to their house, no one wore clothes. It was, you know, no one cared. And uh, you'd see someone's wife with someone else and they're kissing or holding hands or just, you know, hanging out. And uh, so to me, it's like, you know, I like that because these people are real. Yeah. You know, and they're real all the time, not just on, you know, uh, Sunday or whatever. And so these people were real people. And when I uh, would hang out behind the massage parlor, the girls, when they'd come out for a smoke or take their breaks or whatever, they would talk to me. And so essentially, by the time I was like in, excuse me, fifth grade, I probably knew more about sex and relationships than most men do their entire lives. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool, too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. There aren't many decisions bigger than having a kid. But for many women, their fertility is a big question mark. I know it was for me. And it wound up taking me years to have my baby because I was clueless about my fertility status. And that's why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in and you get your personalized results in just six 
business days. You get all the insight into your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve, and other important factors that can impact your fertility. And you could download all your results to review them with your doctor. Traditional hormone testing at a fertility clinic can cost over $600, but modern fertility tests are only $179. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash strict anon, you can get 20% off your test. That's right. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering my listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash strict anon. That means your test will cost $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com dot com slash strict anon modern fertility dot com slash strict anon or just go to the description click on the link to get your twenty dollars off right so now we're you're with that girl and she like fucks like 20 guys you guys become full-fledged swingers do you date for a long time that woman uh actually we were married for 28 years oh wow okay so and uh Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, so did you remain swingers that whole time? Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, well, let, let, let me, let me, let me backtrack on that. Yeah, please. We weren't really swingers because that was the only time we went swinging. She was involved, but because I, uh, the sad part is most of her involvement in playing happened when I wasn't home. I knew about it, but I wasn't home when it happened. Is that because you guys wanted it that way or because she was just, you know, wanting to fuck guys without you and she was just doing it? I wanted to watch, but uh, there were times when she was uncomfortable with it. Um, Other times we had guys living with us. And so uh, because I either worked um, uh, opposite shifts or I worked graveyard shifts, they had more opportunities. And even though we were married, sexually i don't we just we weren't as compatible as i would have liked interesting we met on a monday got married on a friday so we (laughs) married as strangers and um so the big part was i i was trying so hard to get to know her throughout the years hoping that things would go the way that i wanted them to but sadly enough the longer we were together the less we talked to each other, but we did go out to uh, things here and there together. But more often than not, she was with people when I wasn't home. And uh, with my current wife, that's never been the case. Yeah, that's a, that, there's a big difference there. But let me ask you this, because this is like you're the first half of your life. When you were with that first wife, were you allowed to see women too? Because if you're not really doing that much with her and you guys are growing apart slowly, like what's going on with you? Well, we were part of a uh, poly group here, and back then the poly group here was was pretty big, and so I was with several different people. Um, we were also part of a Wiccan community, so throughout our marriage, there were several different times that I was able to be with other women. Uh, so I've been on the bull side and I've been on the cuckold side. And what really got me on the cuckold side to where that just was my preferred place was that I had to deal with all the jealousy of all the husbands of the wives that I was the hooking bum. up with. 
Right. And it wasn't good jealousy. It wasn't like they were into it. So why were they doing it? Well, a lot of, I guess the best way of putting it is a lot of people wanted to be part of a scene. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But not be in the scene, if you know what I mean. Well, they thought they could handle it and they wanted to be that person because they thought it was cool or it was a thing, whatever. But th- when it came down to it, they just couldn't they couldn't do the hang. I mean, it wasn't for them. Well, it, uh, one particular situation, there was a guy uh, that everyone called mother. Uh-huh. And as they put it, you know, he could be a real mother sometimes. Mm-hmm. And his wife and I dated for oh about six, seven months. And we had a great time and there was never any issue. Because he had two or three girlfriends as well, and they were into the BDSM scene heavily at night play and all that. And one night I went ahead and, and stayed the night at her place, and we were going on for quite some time. And she was not one of these quiet people. And uh, when we got together for breakfast, he's like going, "Yeah, this this isn't going to happen anymore." It's like, "What are you What are you talking about?" He goes, "I we had to listen to you for." A couple of hours and he goes I, I, <laughs> no i don't need that in my home <laughs> right but the true cuckold would love it i mean right i mean that's that right. would be a part of the well, enjoyment <laughs> he obviously wasn't into being a cuckold well he considered it being poly and so in essence he was cuckolded by me yeah but he was seeing it as a, as a polyamorous situation but when he found out that I was able to outdo him. Uh, then he all of a sudden is like, yeah, this isn't good. Yeah. That I just feel like it, it's kind of confusing to wrap your head around it. Right. Because somebody who's you would like, if there was like a Venn diagram and you'd have Polly on one side and cuckled on other, the other side, wouldn't you say that most people, if they're going to sign up to be Polly, it would be beneficial if they were a little cuck too, because like, this is the kind of shit that goes wrong, you know, cause it's a flip of a coin, whether that a new person's going to come in and have better sex with your partner. And if you're Polly, right. isn't that, that should be fucking fine. I don't know. The Polly thing is so confusing to me. I don't know. You know, are you Polly now? Oh, always have been. Really? I don't know. I don't know how. And it's worked for you? Oh, in a huge way. Really? Uh, Especially with my my current marriage. Yeah, I think, I mean, well, you're lucky you found somebody. But so with your wife, let's just get back to the other stuff because there's so many more things that, you know, I don't want to take you off track with the poly thing. We'll get to it because you've done it successful you know, successfully with this wife, you're with that wife, 28 years. What other kinds of crazy things did you guys get involved in? Mm, okay. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> what might be crazy to some people would not be to me. Yeah, exactly. Um, you're exactly. What's the, some of the regular things? I mean, you must know you're a writer. Come on, you know, tell me the stories that you know that people like to hear. Well, our fun more more often than not was going to the adult arcade because where we lived at the time, there was a black guy that uh, ran the place and he really liked my wife and, and uh, he would let us go in there and you're supposed to do the tokens and all that, or at least back then. And uh, he's like going, well, if you show me your, your tits, um, we're good. And so, and so she's like going, okay. And, uh, We'd go to the, back to the arcade to the bigger booths, and uh, that's where we had the most fun because that's where I got to watch the most as we went there. And I think that that with her was the wildest we ever did. 
And what do you mean watch? Watch people in the adult arcade, you mean? Oh, no, 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 no. We'd go into the large booths and yeah. we'd leave the door open and guys would uh, walk by a couple times before they'd join us. And when they'd join us, uh, I would tell them, it's like, I'm just here to watch. And oh. the majority of the guys never had a problem with it. Oh, so all the watch, it's, when you say watching, you mean watching your girl with other guys because that became sure. your thing. Yeah, because uh, um, when I was with her and we were younger, I tried to be with other women and it just, it didn't feel right. Me hooking up with other women didn't happen until after we'd been married for maybe 10 years. Oh, wow. Now, let me ask you, because so many people go crazy on YouTube when they hear these uh, couples that I talk to. And a lot of times it's set up just like that, where uh, the woman is getting her fill of tons of guys, whatever she wants, all the variety she could ask for. And the guy right. has nothing, you know, and I'm always what I always and, and they're fine with it. That's everyone's happy in their relationship. Right. Like all my YouTube comments, the comments I get from the regular audience is like, how is that fair? How come she gets to have everything? And I'm always like, well, you know, the guy obviously is happy and I feel like because you're getting so much of your variety from like watching her with all the other guys like that's making up for it right I mean it's not just like you're not getting variety I mean that is the variety correct well yeah in in a sense yes and and what, what I explain this to uh in my books and yeah and face to face to people is that for the majority of people and me especially yeah when my wife is with other men, I feel loved by her because oh, a lot of people think this is this is a kink. To me, I believe that men who are into cuckolding, it's more of a, an, an inner need. Mm -hmm. It's something that that really if, if it's not happening, uh, you go through bouts of depression. Uh, you feel alone. You feel unloved. But when your wife, when you can actually see her with another man. She is loving you because she is fulfilling your fantasy and your need. And so where guys say, um, you know, it's not fair. It's like, yeah, it is because she might be getting the physical pleasure, but I'm getting a much deeper satisfaction because it's not just physical. It's intellectual. It's emotional. It's spiritual. And so when she's just having sex with someone else, I am feeling so loved by her because she puts me as a priority, meaning that she's willing to set aside the social mores, the religious mores, all of that to satisfy my needs, my desires by having sex with other men. Right. And you could get past because I think some people can't get past the fact like that guy when you were fucking his wife and she was screaming like they can't get past the the part of her pleasure because i mean she she's getting pleasure out of it too correct i mean with that oh, guy big time. right big but time. but that's fine with you you could pass that and get to the place where now you are just you know paying attention to your own needs and so many of them are getting fulfilled by this situation which is interesting i've never heard it put that way i guess that's why you wrote the book the cuckold book <laughs> the cuckold <laughs> Bible. <laughs> right. And we'll see. And another thing is that what people outside of the lifestyle don't realize yeah. is that what, with us, especially, I like it to be when she has sex with someone else for it to be done to completion to where the lover leaves a gift that she's that she's able to give to me. And after they've gotten off a couple of times inside of her, that to me is, so, is, is a gift that she's able to give to me afterwards. 
It's so, something that I can play in either orally or, or any other way. So to me, that's a gift that can be only be given to me by having sex with other men. The gift of cum, the jizz, yeah. the leftover stuff, the cream pie. Right. That's your present. That and being able to see, you know, um, for lack of better words, live porn. Yeah, I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, the, diff- the biggest difference is uh, when you watch porn, you normally don't know the people, or nor do you love them. Right. You, here you are watching live porn and that's your girl. Like you get to go home with that girl. You know, that the, the key exactly. player, the porn star. Yep. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but like I said, the fact that she, uh, what people don't realize that for the majority of women to get to the point where they can actually have sex with another guy in front of their husband or boyfriend that that's a huge issue because there's a whole thing of the slut shaming yeah and uh the religious upbringing even if you didn't grow up religious you still got these undertones that uh, are there that make it hard for a woman really to open up and to be able to be for lack of better words again slutty yeah um and that's something that people don't realize is that that from point a of hey i want you to sleep with other guys to it actually happening is a huge journey and so she has done so much and so when she does uh, let's say the first time a woman has sex with another man she has gone through so much and she did it for her man and herself and for the two of them together and that's one of the things that i tell people the most important thing is that cuckolding is something a couple does as a couple. That's something they do together. Right. Not separate. Because this is what happened in your first marriage. Do you feel like that's why you guys eventually parted ways? Because there was a lot more of it happening separately than together? Well, what was weird is it wasn't really that. Um, She was uh, with guys throughout our entire marriage. And then it came to a point where she all of a sudden says, I think I like girls. Oh, went, <laughs> oh <"Okay."> my God. <laughs> I okay. can understand I, that. She's had so many fucking guys. She's like, okay, like he's on board. What else is there on the menu? <laughs> well, what was weird is that she, her thing was, she goes, uh, the reason why I had sex with so many guys is I was trying to convince myself that that's what I wanted. <laughs> Isn't it funny how people like, like, you know, I mean, that's interesting that that's her. That was what, what the, her truth was. <laughs> right. So my, um, my claim to fame for years was, yep, yeah, I'm good enough. I can turn women lesbians. <laughs> Wait, is she full fledged lesbian now? Um, she, as my, as my uh, daughter put it, she's pretty much asexual now, but yeah, she's definitely, if she were to find the right woman, Uh, It would definitely be her thing. So was she with women when she was with you or she was completely avoiding that and just with uh, like all these guys? And I guess it was about the 23rd, 24th year. um, She met up with uh, with a couple of women that um, she really clicked with as friends. And uh, as time went on, it became more than just friends. And she realized, oh, my God, this this is what I've been looking for, you know. And I, she said she had, I had always had those feelings, even when she was younger, but she, having grown up in Cowtown pretty much, 
you know, guys are with girls and girls yeah. are with guys. Mm-hmm. And so she was trying to convince herself. And because the sex was so good, she's like going, yeah, I, you know, um, until I find the right person, I'll keep doing this. And uh, at, at it came to a point later on that she's like going, yeah, I think I've had enough. And it's like, okay, I'm cool because I never pushed her to it. I just let her know that I was more than okay with it. With her being with women, you mean? Uh, with women, with men. With anything, uh, right, anything goes. Her, I mean, you were pretty, very open. Thing, yes. Her her biggest complaint after we uh, pretty much ended things was, you know, I needed some rules. I needed some boundaries. And you gave me total freedom. I was able to do anything I wanted, anytime <laughs> with anyone. And she goes, and and I needed more than that. Yeah. And at the time, that didn't make sense to me. Yeah, but that's like a dog. If a dog, if a dog could talk, they'd say the same thing. And same with children. I mean, you know, it's kind of like something that some people don't understand, but it is true, right? That most people like boundaries and rules. They just want to know where it is. It's much easier to navigate that than to navigate nothing. Well, because my parents were so strict mm-hmm. in my upbringing, yeah, uh, with who I could see when I could be out. I mean, they were really, really strict. And so my thing was um, that didn't work for me. So I'm going to go the opposite direction. And so to me, I thought giving her total freedom uh, was the greatest gift I could give her. Come find out it was the opposite. Yeah. I mean, I think we can't help but just project all the time what we want onto everybody else. Right. We do that. Right. Everybody does that. How like how could you know anything other than that or do anything other than that? So right. it makes sense that you would go the opposite way because of all the restrictions put on you. But it also sounds like and you tell me because you are you did write the book on being a cuckold. You also sound like maybe you just didn't have that jealousy gene in you ever to begin with, because I mean, it's. I think the average person, you know, it would be hard to see, they believe it would be hard to see their partner with somebody else because they're jealous. Did you have to work through those emotions and jealousy to get to where you are now? Or did you just, like I said, you just didn't have that gene? I have never, uh, well, I guess the best way of putting it is I don't know what jealousy would feel like. That's what I mean. I think you don't have the gene. Right. You know, when I was 16, there was a girl that I fell in love with Mm -hmm. and I knew for sure we were going to get married and uh, things just didn't go right. And one day when I was at school, this guy comes up and says, "Um, Cindy and I are dating now. And I said, oh, okay." well, she didn't say anything, but okay." And he goes, just thought you should know. I said, "Um, okay." He was looking for. I guess some kind of reaction. And my thing was, Oh, all right. Cause I saw it as an addiction. I thought, okay, she's going to date me and she's going to date him. Cool. You know, oh, that's and, so uh, funny. You didn't realize that it, you were, you were done. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, uh, when I saw her, she's like going, you know, this isn't, this just isn't working. And, um, it's like, Oh, okay. And to me, that was it. When we were done, we were done. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't have the thing of, oh, man, I've lost my girlfriend. It's like, oh, OK. I wonder, like you could feel intense love, right? I'm assuming you're right. in love with the woman you're with now. You're with her for so many years. You're you know, she's perfectly suited for you. Would If she right. left you tomorrow, would you feel sadness? 
Well, uh, with my current, we yeah. uh, we actually separated three different times. The second time, I found myself uh, going to where she lived and standing on the other side of the street looking through a neighbor's <laughs> so, backyard. Okay. So you don't not you have know. the gene. <laughs> well, the funny thing was, it wasn't the jealousy. It was, I want to make sure she's okay. Oh. I even asked the neighbors, you know, do you hear fighting? Do you hear arguing? I want to make sure she's okay. And so, in essence, uh, I, it wasn't a jealousy thing because jealousy is nothing more than a fear of loss. Mm-hmm. And at that time, uh, there was a feeling of, you know, I wish that we could be together. But I also knew that if a woman doesn't want to be with me, I'm not going to push the issue. But I found myself the third time that we separated that the two of us both realized it's like we can't be apart. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, you hear people that sometimes say, well, I'm just like happy if she's happy. And I don't feel, and I never understood that because I, I did have jealousy in my life and I understand that. Um, and so I, yeah, like you just are very much not a jealous person. That's why Polly works for you and everything. Let me, let's go into this relationship. Now, was she as open as you when you first met her or did you get her into this whole lifestyle? Your second wife, the wife you're with now. Our first date lasted three days Mm -hmm. and my ex-wife was living with me at the time. And, uh, we both, uh, she thought I was weird and I thought she was the weirdest person I'd ever met. And at the time, (laughs) um, I was the first time she met me, um, my daughter and her daughter, I guess had been friends at school, but we never met. And when she came over, my first wife, immediately says, if you want to fuck him, I don't care. Oh. And, my, and my current wife's like going, uh, TMI? <laughs> I don't even know you guys. And here I am talking about our open relationship and all that, which was a mind blower to her because she grew up pretty much in the country. And uh, um, this type of lifestyle was something she could never even imagine. And so we were together, I guess, oh about two, maybe three weeks. And out of the blue, I uh, said, uh, would you uh, ever consider sleeping with other guys and let me watch? And she starts laughing. And I went, what's going on? She goes, well, there's this guy that I've been talking to on the phone. Uh, He's a lawyer and he likes me to talk dirty. And so he calls me and so she goes, I've been kind of doing a thing with him over the phone. I went, Okay, that's kind of cool. And uh, I said, so would you be willing to do it in like real life? And she goes, I don't know. And uh, she goes, you think guys would do that? That's like, "Uh, yeah. And so that's when Craigslist was huge. And uh, I said, let me uh, let me set something up. And so me being who I was, um, I and knowing how people were. Uh, there was five different guys that I went ahead and invited to come over. <clears throat> and um, I thought, okay, maybe one of them will show up. Well, all five of them showed up. And my wife um, was like going, are you, are you serious? They, they all want to be with me? It's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's why they're here. And she's like going, I never thought guys did this kind of thing, especially in groups. I said, uh, most guys fantasize about this, you know, I said, not every guy gets to do this. And she's like, okay, I just hope I can please them. 
And once everything started, she's like going, oh, yeah, this is good. I, I can do this. And that's that's pretty much all it took. And so about three weeks into our relationship, uh, that's what started. And it's been um, that way ever since. Do you consider all these times like gangbangs when you label the, those kinds of experience gangbangs? Um, <laughs> we actually called them church because we had them on Sundays. Oh my God, um, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> pretty consistently. But yes, uh, uh, the majority were gangbangs, yes. Right, okay. So you had gangbangs and you had them often. I mean, it sounds like you always had these wives that could take on so many guys at one uh, time. That, yeah, that was, that was a huge thing. Yeah, you, but you scored twice with well, both girls. I mean, you know, right from the get-go. A lot of guys, I you know. Can, I consider myself extremely fortunate to have found two different women yeah. that were into it as much as I was. Yeah, because you were the bull in many relationships too, right? You said, right. and you've been around. So you've seen uh, all of this from so many different angles. That is correct, yes. You know, and, and what do you see that uh, people do wrong? Because obviously you've done it right. I mean, the first marriage didn't last forever, but you were with her for 28 years. So I don't consider that a failure, you know, when you're with this for right. the second one for however long. So you know how to 15. keep a relationship going, and, you know, even with all this other stuff going on, other relationships, tons of sex with other people. Do you, Wait, let me quick question. Do you sleep with other women now with your wife i i can mm -hmm. but my wife is is very jealous mm -hmm. and because uh, we had a situation where we had some guys um come over the house and i'm by and so there was this one guy that i told her i said you know i could definitely hang out with that guy um i i, I definitely felt a connection and she felt so jealous but it was because uh, we were dealing with some other stuff, because, uh, dealing with my my ex and all that, to where it was more than she could emotionally handle. A best friend of hers that's no longer around. Yeah, we hooked up, and that was a lot of fun. But um, And that was a female or a male? That was a female. Okay. Yes. And was she there watching? Was she together? Or did you would you be with women separately? Well, we had a guy living with us, mm -hmm. and so her girlfriend actually wanted to be with the guy that was living with us, but he wasn't attracted to her in any way, shape, or form, and so that didn't happen, and it was the four of us on a bed, so we were in the same room. Right, with your wife there, and but she didn't really, she wasn't really into it. Who? Your wife. Oh, she, she didn't mind. Oh, she didn't. Okay, I thought you said she's, like, no. very jealous. No, she was jealous of, of, of the one guy... And I think it was um, the biggest things, you know, uh, a lot of women would say, you know, I, I wouldn't mind losing you to another woman, but I couldn't handle losing you to another guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't believe it took me this long. I never even asked you whether you were bi. I mean, when you were starting to talk about the cream pie thing and like, you know, the gift that was left over and stuff, I, at that point I was thinking, oh, I got to ask him if he's into guys too. Cause you know, I, I want, I sometimes wonder, and I'm wondering what you think on this since you wrote the cuckold Bible. <laughs> Do you think most people who are into the cuck thing are, tend to be bisexual on some level or no? Well, I, I think a lot of people when they get into it may not know it. Yeah. And it's also something that the more people are involved in it, you're around all these guys um, a lot of them are well-sized. Um, 
a good number of them are um, fit, got great physique. And uh, so I think a lot of guys realize as time goes on in a cuckolding type of relationship that there is an attraction, uh, but not really on a romantic level, but more on a sexual level. Right. Mm -hmm. So what is that term? I forget. I used to think that was bisexual, but it's not. It's more like, you know, hetero flexible, you know, maybe you, you know. In a sense, yes. Right. I, I don't know. Okay. So now when did you start hooking up with guys? Like what was that journey like for you? Actually, that was, I guess it started the same time roundabout that I, I when I got interested in girls was about the same time I got interested in guys. And so to me, it was a situation where um, pre-cuckolding per se, it was a way for me to give someone else the control and also to to experience it from the other side. Because um, I always wondered, it's like, what does it feel like to be the girl, the woman, the receiver? And so when a uh, friend of mine, he had a, a friend of his stay the night and they had me stay the night come find out his friend he was kind of like making uh suggestions and all that kind of thing to me and so that night it just kind of happened and it's like okay this is good you know and i'd seen a lot of it having spent a lot of time behind the adult arcade and even going into it even though i was too young the guys that ran the place knew that i was that kid that lived in the apartment behind them Mm -hmm. so they never thought much about it so I'd seen a lot of guys together. And so, again, it was to me, it was just, okay, that's what people do. Because I never, at that age, I didn't know about gay or bi. It was just, that's what you do. Right. You saw it. It, you was, know? it was in front of you. So it was an option so that, that right. you saw happening on, on a regular basis because you lived right there. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was something I saw daily and from morning till night. Mm-hmm. Now, were you, I'm assuming you were open about this with all of your, you both wives knew this going in and they were oh, always yeah. cool with you being with guys. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they never had an issue with it. Were they into it? Like in like in that you were like the cuckold love seeing them with men. Did they enjoy it seeing you with uh, men? I know that there's a lot of women that dig that. With my first wife, she uh, most everything we did, we did alone. Mm-hmm. And uh, with my current wife, uh, she seen me with guys, and it's only because it's been guys that she's hooked up with. <laughs> she passes them along. Who gets them first? Well, it was funny because one of our, our main people, uh, we met at a swing club, and mm-hmm. she asked him, says, would you be willing to uh, let Ray go down on you? And he's like going, um, <laughs> you know, because – in a swingers environment, bisexuality isn't it for guys isn't really accepted. Yeah. And so he's like going, well, um, okay. And uh, because he wanted to please her and uh, he's like going, okay, this is good. And we've known him for God, seven, eight years now. And mm-hmm. uh, it's like a, a three way situation. And it's awesome because um, she enjoys being with him and, uh, uh, he enjoys being with her, but he we all like the fact that we can all three play together. Mm-hmm. And that and that works. Now, have oh, you ever? Time. Okay, but let me ask you this: Have you ever had a relationship with a guy since you're poly? Uh, not with my current. With my ex, 
there was a guy that I uh, I saw on a regular basis, and um, we had a how would I put it? It was it was more than a fuck buddy situation with some actual emotions involved, and it lasted about a year, year and a half. And he uh, I've had that entire time thought that his his wife was okay with it. Come find out, he was doing everything secretly. Oh. <laughs> and uh, when I found that out, it's like, dude, this is just wrong. You, you know, you can't be doing that. If we're going to do this, it's got to be honest and open to everybody. Mm-hmm. So I kind of ended things. I've heard with poly people, like, sometimes they keep like, oh, you have that primary relationship, and then it's set up where the other relationships, you know, are secondary. I mean, can you fall full-fledged in love with somebody else or have you while you've been with your wife? Is that like how poly you are? Because that's where it gets confusing to me. Like, how the fuck does that work? Yeah, there was one woman that I was dating for, I guess it was about a year and a half. And that was, um, we had really fallen for each other heavy. But um, what ended it for us on that is when I went to her she lived in Texas. We lived in Colorado. And when I went and stayed with her, her kids wanted to spend some time with her. And she's like going, no, Ray's here only so much time. He he gets all my time. You can wait. And that this didn't make sense to me. And so even though I'd fallen for her heavily, I actually felt more love for her than I did for my first wife at that time. The way that she was around her kids, it's like, yeah, no, I, I'm sorry. I can't do this. Right, right, right. So you didn't just, you never got there. So your wife is has always been your primary, but you are able, I mean, that freedom that you craved and that you love is still in place and has been throughout your marriage and has worked for you guys in that you are both able to go and have relationships, do whatever you want with anyone that you want to do at any time. <laughs> in, in a way, yes. And with uh, with a couple of people, that we both see, we consider them our boyfriends. Oh, okay. Like you're both sharing them. Right. Mm-hmm. That's good that you have the same taste. Because I feel like that's sometimes the, the hard thing to to align that, you know, because I've talked to other poly women and a lot of times what happens with them that I've heard, the trend that I hear is that, you know, they're, it's easier for them to find people and relationships and their guys are having a harder time finding people outside of that primary relationship. And they feel like they're getting the short end of the stick. They're not as successful, you know, as the women are. I don't know why. Well, I, I guess where it's really different with us and, and makes it unique and special is that um, I'm not trying. I, I, she's not really going out looking for anyone. I'm not going out looking for anyone. We're looking for people that we can have as lovers and friends, people we can go out to dinner with, yeah, but also spend a night with. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm not her ideal I'm five nine. She like likes guys that are like six four. I like thin women, whereas my current wife isn't. But we're both the type of people that we look for personality above anything else. Mm-hmm. And so the the guys that we've hooked up with together, they were guys that never imagined that they would have anything to do with another guy. It just they all of a sudden it's like oh my god, I felt so comfortable with you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never met anyone like you. And 
it just seems so natural. And it's like, well, it's the way it should be, you know, because they came into it as, oh, yeah, I'm going to get to be with another guy's wife, not realizing that it would turn into something much more than that. Because with us, it's never just sex because we want that connection with people. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, when we go out just to play, then, of course, it's just play. But if but if we are at home and we meet someone and uh, we connect with them, it's like we want to get to know these people on more than just a physical level. And that way, that's something that we're able to do together. And there's two main guys. No, three. I'm sorry. Three main guys that we have this uh, situation where they understand that they are hers and my boyfriend and they're good with that. Right. And do you do you play separately and together or mostly we don't together? Play separately. You don't play separately at all. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember Never. you saying that in the beginning. OK, so it's always uh, like a threesome or do you do foursomes, fivesomes? I mean. Well, we uh, uh, we went to Vegas and we went to a place called the Green Door and uh, they were they have a certain area just for couples. And we're like going, yeah, that's not our thing. And so we always, the two of us will play together in the open areas and uh, guys will walk by or or just come up and go, hey, can I join you? And it's like, cool. And so that's how when we go out, especially to places like that, that's what we expect. It's because we both, we're not looking for couples. When we go out, we're looking for guys, you know, for her. Mm -hmm. But if it turns out something where I can be involved, that's even better. Right. But you also love to watch. Oh, yeah. Big time. Tell me, like, what kind of guys you're into and what's your hottest cuckolding situations you've been in. Like, give, like, people some good story to end with, and then we're going to do a part two. Okay. <laughs> My wife and I were out one night, and we stopped by, like, an adult toy store, and we were picking up lube or something like that. Anyways, I went in. And she stayed out in the car, and we had a Suburban. And I went in, and uh, we always, oh, as a matter of fact, we had actually uh, left the swing club, and it was a horrible night. Nothing was going on. And so I uh, was telling the uh, counter girl about the night, and this black guy uh, overheard us, and he kind of followed me out. And uh, he goes, so uh, things didn't go well. Huh? And I said, no, no. Uh, we were really hoping that she could play and he's going, well, I'd be willing to meet her. It's like, oh, okay, (laughs) cool. Uh And, uh, so, uh, went up to the car and, and, uh, I introduced him and, and uh, he introduced himself and, um, she's like going, so what's going on? I said, he's willing to play if you are. And she goes, well, we've got a bed in the back and it's like, okay, cool. And so we ended up going to. Um, a nearby park and it was close to midnight so it was dark and there was no one around and he's like going so what we're just going to do this in in the uh in the back of suburban and it's like well we do have a bed in the back and uh it's comfy as as any other bed you'll ever be on and he goes okay and uh so he got inside and i stood outside just looked through the window and uh the all this i hear i hear oh my god that's huge. And uh, come find out this guy, um, even soft, was uh, the pretty much the biggest that my wife had ever had. And uh, she's like going, 
I, I'm not, I don't know if I can do this. He goes, I think we can make it happen. And uh, so um, she uh, it's like going, I, I can't even get my mouth around it. There's no way this is going to happen. And uh, he's going, yeah, we, we can do this. And uh, she got really turned on by him. And so when it actually got down to him getting in between her legs, she's like going, oh, yeah, this works. This works. And so he actually uh, was going at him. We actually had a car pull up and ask for directions while this is going on. Luckily, I was outside the vehicle. So I'm giving directions while my wife and this guy are in the back of the Suburban. Oh, my goodness. And and, and I'm thinking, oh, my God. And uh, so when knew. they left. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, my wife is, was not being quiet, so it was obvious. And and uh, the woman that was in the car kind of had a grin. So I think she knew what was happening. And uh, <clears throat> when they left, I looked in and uh, my wife's going, you know, if you want to go a second round, I'm I'm good. And he's like going, oh, yeah. And so it was amazing because we'd never met this guy. He out of the blue just said, hey. Come find out. He's he's um, extremely well hung, and um, <clears throat> we uh, got out of the. Everyone got out of the vehicle, and and uh, my wife's like going, "He's running down my leg," <laughs> and and uh, he goes, "Yeah, I I, I come a lot," and we're like going, "Yeah, that's a good thing," and so it was just amazing because this is a guy we didn't know, we had never seen before, and he had to trust us as much as we were trusting him, but it was just sexy as hell that we had gone to a swing club, had nothing happen, but we go to the adult bookstore and come find out there's the guy. So that was probably one of the, the more fun ones uh, that we had that was outside. And, uh, and spontaneous, because um, it's spontaneous. Yeah. yeah. That, th- those are usually the, the, the funnest. And anytime that we go like to the adult theater, I, I put that right up there with it. So listen, Raymond, I I feel like I so many people are going to want to ask you questions about cuckolding, and you are like the cuckold expert. You wrote a book. T- talk about your book, and then we're going to do a Q&A for you. I'm going to put a call out to my listeners, questions that you have for Raymond, who wrote the Cuckold Bible that's available on Amazon. I'll put a link to that, right? What was the t- uh, subtitle to it? It's the Cuckold Bible. Give your pitch to all your stuff. Okay, the Cuckold Bible. How to Improve Your Marriage by Involving Other Men in Your Sex Life. It's available on Amazon. I'll put links to it. And then we are going to do, if you don't mind, if I'm going to put a call out to all my listeners my on YouTube as well, and I'll put it out to my Patreon members, of, uh, and I'm going to ask people for questions for you. Would you be into coming back on and answering those questions? I would. I think that would be fun. You like a Q&A cuckolding. Like that. Uh, all right, good. We're going to do a cuckle like a Q&A with Raymond. He's going to come back on. In the meantime, if you want to know everything you want to know about cuckolding, he wrote the Cuckold Bible. Put a link on it. It's on Amazon. I think it's a very hot topic. I could tell because of my downloads. I just, whenever I have a cuckold on, I just get so many people uh, listening and I get emails with questions and I'm like, I don't know. I can't answer these questions, but you can answer the questions. So (laughs) I'm going to have you back on and you're going to answer all the questions. We're going to do a part two. Thanks, Raymond, for calling in and telling your super interesting story. And we're going to talk again because I'm going to get you questions. I'll send them to you. All right. Thanks, Raymond. Thanks so much. Okay. Bye. Everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. 
If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.